Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's Friday, the 22nd of September, 2023, and thank you so much for being here today. And before we go any further, I just want you to know we're going to be talking to Brett Bonner. Brett is the assistant superintendent. I'm not sure how to pronounce the district. I think it's Suarita. So I'm going to say that until I talk to Brett in a minute. But Suarita Unified School District number 3030, and he is the assistant superintendent. It's in southern Arizona between Nogales on the border and, uh, and, and Tucson. And I want everybody to know he is up in the morning at 6 a.m. going to do this show. And I, before we go any further, Brett, I'll bring you on in just a minute. But I just want to thank you for getting up so early. Okay, I'm going to talk for about a minute here. If you want to run for coffee, go ahead. All right, we're going to archive this show over at ace-ed.org, just like we always do. And ace-ed.org is our home website for our American Consortium for Equity in Education. And everything we do over there is free for you. We're the only ones that focus on equity all the time. And the, the, the pedagogies and the experiences and the practices that help Kids and school districts achieve that for their students, that every kid gets the education they need. And I know this, I'll say it again, Sarita is doing that with the digital tech books and all that sort of thing. We're going to talk about that. Um, we also have our Excellence in Equity Awards over there. That recognizes educators like you and your colleagues. So please go over and nominate whoever you wish. You'll see all the categories. Click on the link on the Equity Awards. And uh, again, everything's free over there. We just want to honor great educators like you, like your colleagues. So please check that out. And also look at our magazine. We're putting together a new issue, but that'll be out in a couple of weeks. But um, we've got a beautiful issue up there now of Equity and Access Pre-K-12, our online journal. And you'll enjoy it if you just click through and enjoy it. And if you want, you can subscribe again. Everything's free over at ace-ed.org. And we're trying over there. Okay, all the podcasts are over there like this one, etc. Let me bring Brett on. So early in the morning, Brett, are you there? Good morning, Larry. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm sorry I made you get up so early this morning. It's a beautiful sunrise. All is good. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, by the, how am I doing on the pronunciation of your district? Well done. Uh, the Spanish version of the enunciation would be Sawarita. Uh, but it also goes by the Sarita as well. But Sawarita is the formal term. Say it again. Say the best one. Sawarita Unified School District. Sarita. Is that good? Yeah, well done. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to spell it for everybody. S-A-H-U-A-R-I-T-A. Okay. And right. really, it's, it's incredible. And you're way down. I've never been south of uh, Tucson. And you're way down there, you know, you're about 40 miles from Tucson, I think, and about 40 miles from the border, if I read that right. Okay, what's it like down there? Tell us about the town. It's a beautiful community, uh, very diverse. Uh, we're, as you referenced, about 30 to 35 miles south of Tucson, Arizona. Uh, the Sarita Unified School District uh, has been in long existence. We're in the town of Sarita, which was founded in 1911 and wow. incorporated in 1994, wow. and we have about 35,000 people living in our community. Wow. I didn't think it was going to be that big. Wow. 35,000? Correct. Wow. So you're, do you consider yourself suburban Tucson? You're, you're close I, enough. I, I, just about. Yeah, I mean, we're, we are our own town, but we, we are definitely a suburb. A lot of our community uh, families live, uh, obviously, in this area. It's, our district is 606 square miles. 
Uh, a lot of areas <laughs> to grow. Uh, oh, yeah. Families live, live fun. Wow. That is, that is just super. And how long have you been there, Brett? I've been here now for 13 years. This is my 27th wow. year as a public educator. Congratulations on that. And are you from Arizona originally? I'm just curious because you're in a very I, – I live up in Maine. I'm about as far – uh, um, as for, I can get from you, okay, on kind of a triangle, but, uh, Maine, Seattle, and down down to uh, Suarita. Uh, tell, tell me, are you from there originally? I'm a Tucson native, born and raised, uh, along with my wife wow. and uh, two daughters that are also pursuing uh, their education careers as well. So, yes, we are all wow, Tucson congrats. natives. Wow, thank you for doing all that. That's really nice. I hope, I hope they have a great success at it, and I wish you continued success as well. It's really, really cool. It's good stuff, and thank you for telling me about the town. Tell me about the district now, how many schools, that sort of thing. We have 10 schools, one being a full-time K-12 online school. Um, huh. We have oh. schools ranging from a K-2 to a 3-5 intermediate school, traditional uh, K-6 schools to a K-8 uh, high schools, and we're averaging about three to five percent student enrollment growth. So our community is definitely wow. growing. We're expanding each year. Wow, that's that's excellent. And what is it? Is there one high school? We actually have two high schools: brick and mortar, and one high school online. Well, you're doing a lot of work online. That's really interesting. Did you start that with the pandemic, or or what? You know, it, it, it was it was small scale uh, pre-pandemic. And through the pandemic, due to the crisis and, and having to adapt, we yeah. perce- uh, pursued our Arizona online instruction credentials, and we opened a full K-8, a full K-12 Serena Digital Pathways Academy online school. And our enrollment overall as a district is about 6,400 students. It's a nice district, I got to tell you. This is uh, this is really cool. I wasn't sure what the community was going to be like, and this is really fascinating. And all the good work you guys are doing down there, I just love this. This is great. And another thing you're doing, and and my friend Steve Wakefield over at Discovery introduced me to you guys, okay, down there in Suarita. And what you've done, you're using their science. I, I like this because it opens up the world of technology, etc., to everybody. It's a it's a, they have a product called a tech T E C H a tech book. Okay, and this is a science tech book, and you folks, okay, have adopted this. And just tell me, where did you put it into place within the curriculum, Brett? Because this whole show is going to be about how you measured the effectiveness of that. I assume in comparison to old-time textbooks. That's correct. So yeah, we implemented the science tech book with Discovery Education back in 2016 with an initiative specific to grades six through eighth grade. So we started with middle school Good. and worked our way backward all the way through kindergarten, now through eighth grade. So it's now K through eight. Um, yep. wow. It started back when, you know, just the cost of textbooks, our state was going through um, some mm. severe budget cuts, specifically with yep. our capital investments. So um, we had to be innovative. We had to think differently, and we worked closely with our community partners Report MacMoran, which is a large mine within our community, is very supportive with our community investment funds. Great. And through a grant, they provided funding where we purchased the licensing to begin this initiative with Discover Education Science Tech Book. Say, say the name of that mining company again so they get a little bit of credit. Go ahead. Say it again. It's Report MacMoran, and they have several <laughs> mines throughout the world, but they have one right in our backyard, and they are wow. very invested in our education and do a lot of investment in our uh, community investment uh, initiatives. 
good company. I like to give companies credit when they step up and do that and help the uh, school districts, etc. And I have to ask this, since you brought it up, what are they mining? Is it copper? What is it? Coal? It's not coal. Uh, yep, that's right. They're, they're, they're mining copper and um, also molly. Um, and, but they're a big copper producer in southern Arizona. And again, they've been here for, for many, many decades and uh, cool. are very involved in community investment. And did you say they're mining molly? Did I hear that correctly? That's correct. What's that? It, it's a, um, it's a, they use it for, it's, the correct note term is uh, molly, that's the, the, the abbreviated word they use, but it's a, it's a compound. That <laughs> By the way, Brett is not a miner. He, he is not a miner. Not a He's the assistant no, superintendent the of uses, the school district. It's copper yeah. and molly, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry I put you on the spot with that. Could you go oh, down okay. into the mine today and come back and tell us? Yeah. <laughs> For all that. Okay, so now you're K-8 with the tech book, okay? And by the way, I think that's the way to go. And my favorite story is the, the this textbook story. I went to school in Philadelphia, and I'll never forget when I got an English textbook, okay, and I think it was eighth grade, and the first name in it was my father. That's how old the textbook was, you know, the first kid who took it. Okay, so <laughs> so therefore, uh, it's time to move on. I have to say that, you know, because look at it, everybody knows what's going on. They all have Kindles and Nooks and all that sort of thing. Okay, <clears throat> the time has come, but then you get this, and it's all great. It opens up the world. We'll talk about that. But there's, there's another situation, and that's teachers. Teachers who are used to textbooks, turn to page 37, Okay, teachers who are used to textbooks have to be taught how to use a tech book. All right, and tell, tell me just what you found from the effectiveness, both for the, the learning, the kids, and also for the teachers. It's digital well, effectiveness. I, I have to make it right because our mining partners are very supportive of our district. It's Molly Bednam, and it's a byproduct of copper mining, and it's used for steel. Uh, it's a big part of our copper mining in Arizona, but the main product that they target is copper. But um, so here's thank where you. we are. We, thank we you, Brett. At, thank you. Yeah, you bet. I have to make it right. So yeah, you um, did. You the, did great. <laughs> our, um, <laughs> our science textbooks were outdated, and we weren't yeah. receiving additional funding from the state. So we went through this initiative and adopted an online resource with Discovery Ed called the Science Textbook. And what it does is it provides online resources aligned in, aligned to the Arizona State Science Standards. Yep. that also aligns to the next generation science standards, and it provides a very flexible digital K-12 science curriculum and a yep. learning platform that really supports science instruction, and it's an easy-to-use platform that's engaging. It supports the 3D dimensions of instruction, and um, it's made a huge difference in access and use within our curriculum for oh. grades K-8. through eight. It, 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 that, that's beautifully said, and I hope Discovery's listening so they can use that quote in their marketing, because that's, that, that just about says it all. And, you know, there's another aspect to this, which I hadn't really thought about, but you're using it K-12. And in the old days, even though you have a, I'm sure a science coordinator for K-12, it's hard to match the curriculum all the way through 12 grades, okay, with a textbook, okay? But with, with the new educational technology, the tech book, Okay, well, you're able to do that because they can add and subtract as needed. They can make it to the Arizona st standards. They can put together a curriculum that goes through 12 years. All right. They can add stuff as needed as things happen, as we clone a sheep. 
okay, that sort of thing, okay? It all, it, it can all go in there constantly all the time, okay? And how do the teachers like it? You know, we've had um, a, a very supportive response from our teaching staff. And again, okay. for our school district, yeah, they are. They're invested. They're supported. Um, they, it's really, again, for our district, it's initiated in grades kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, I think the greatest thing that we're getting from our, our, from our staff and, and from our teaching staff is that they really appreciate and value having updated resources uh, and also the amount of yeah. digital access that they can use to help their instruction. And also what really came through through this study was the amount of professional development that our school district oh, is yeah. providing Thank along you. with Discovery Ed's continued support with professional development. So when you combine a, an updated curriculum resource, easy-to-use platform, content that's aligned to the state and academic standards with professional development, you have the perfect mix for successful yeah, you implementation. You, you really, really do. As you see this, are you going to use it in other – I mean, this is a science tech book, but are you going to use it in, like, social studies or whatever? You see, do you see yeah, that we, coming down the pike? You know, we've looked at that. I mean, we, we, it's definitely uh, always open for consideration. And right now, we, you know, we just went through a social studies adoption a few years ago at our grades 6th uh, through 12th grade, and we do use a tech book, not through Discovery, but it's also a hard book as well, a hard textbook. Yeah. Uh, but right now, our primary focus with Discovery Education is focused on science, using mm-hmm. the science textbook. And I, now now for the customers, what do the kids think of it? What have you been hearing? When you, when you studied this, when you went back and asked whoever, and that's my question, who was whoever, about this, who'd you ask and what were the results you saw? So we, we studied um, our uh, middle school teachers. And we also, in addition to that, uh, did a, um, an assessment, a 30-item pre- and post-assessment with almost uh, 800 students in grades 6th through 7th grade. Good. And overall, um, there, it was favorable outcomes. Um, we saw a small but statistically significant positive correlation between uh, the post-assessment and the number of days the textbook was accessed and the number huh. of distinct content used by our students. So the students enjoy using it. It's very visual. Even though yeah. it's on a digital platform, it still it creates high engagement levels, lots of active participation. And I think the, the, the secret that we also need to, to manage is still embedding hands-on labs and uh, science yeah. um, projects as well as using the digital platform through Discovery Ed. So we found that common spot. We're also investing more in, in having that lab access to go with the assignments posted on and available on Discovery Ed Textbook. It's a lot to do. It's a lot to do, and it's a major change, but it's really it, – it's the, it, it, well, welcome to the 21st century, if I may. Okay, although we're yeah. fifth, almost a quarter of the way in, welcome to the 21st century, because – this, this is the way it is, and this is the way students, when they go, I, mean, I know these kids are K-8, but eventually they're going to go to work, they're going to go to college, whatever the case may be, and I'll, I'll tell you, this is the way the world is, and we have to understand, these kids do not buy newspapers, they read their news online, it's the same thing with learning, this is part and parcel of their world, all right, and, you know, it, it's so important to do, talk to me about the, um, the professional development, I like that because the teachers, and I don't know if you're on top of this, Brett, but the teachers must have had 
serious. I mean, I'm sure they liked it. They must have liked the idea. You see it, you like it, you know. But you got to have to teach with it, okay? which is something that they probably didn't learn in, in the in teacher prep in education college. What were the questions that came out at the beginning, and how were they handled? Great question. And you know, we go back to a few years when we first initiated Discovery Ed Tech Book. We we started off as as using this as, as a supplementary uh, resource. We've then transitioned into this is wow. our primary adopted curriculum for grades kindergarten through eighth grade uh, through this adoption that took place back in 2016. And now with that as our primary focus for science instruction, we've increased the amount of professional development in-house through our Sarita Professional Learning Institute, along with the collaboration with the Discovery Education Professional Development. So we are focusing on more of how to access the platform, how to do active participation strategies using a digital platform, so how to engage students with covert, overt, combination, uh, uh, active participation strategies. And what we found through our survey is that through the teacher feedback, there's high satisfaction with the tech book quality and the discovery education support. So what we also found is that the tech book, we as a district needed to increase more access and invest more in Chromebooks. So we've been working Ah. based on feedback to increase, increase the ratio of our computer and device ratio with students. And so that was some of the feedback that we got from teachers that please invest more in the technology. Uh, And we've been doing that. We're getting close. We're not there yet, but we're almost to a one-to-one ratio. And a lot, a large part of that was because of all the federal ESSER funds through the pandemic. Sure. Where we increased significantly in our device ratio. And and, and thank you for for using the ESSER funds for that. That's really, really important, not only in this, but in every other subject, getting the kids more Chromebooks in a one-to-one situation. And, you know, it's it's interesting. You guys put out a lot of dollars. You put out a lot of dollars for Chromebooks. You put out a lot of dollars for tech books, all right, Discovery's tech books. It all costs money. It all takes time, all right? And part of being a public school administrator is that you have to deal with just, just, just fine. The public, you have to deal with the public. Okay, it is a it is a public bureaucracy, and it's not it's not your money; it's the the community's money. And you've had such good success with this. How did you inform the community that those dollars you spent, okay, are working out so well? They, the, the the community, the moms and dads, I hope, are very very pleased with this, and that they're going to see great results in science education. What's what's the word on that? Did you, Swargita and the community the school district and the community? So I'll answer it in twofold, one specific to ESSER and then two, how it aligns to our uh, science implementation with Discovery Ed Tech Book. Uh, when we implemented our ESSER fund allocations, we held several community forums where we um, reached out to our community seeking feedback, um, identifying areas of, uh, of investment, where, the, where our families and our community felt the priorities are and needed to be with those ESSER dollars. And we, so with that feedback, we identified technology, uh, mental health support, and, um, and we did that. In addition to that, we adopted uh, and increased the number of, of Chromebooks and computer devices throughout our district to support virtual online learning. And in, in addition with the, the adoption of the science tech book, we are continuing to share our, our investment with science tech book, online on our district webpage, 
All of our curriculum adoptions are visible to parents. We've done public demonstrations. Uh, we've done board presentations. And of course, we always have an open door to our families and community about what of we're course. teaching students. And all of our instruction is aligned to the state standards. And yeah. when we do adopt any type of curriculum, we have a committee representative, representative of multi-stakeholders that represent our community, our, our teaching staff, our support staff, our students that we represent, our administrators, our professional development team. So it's not just a single isolated one person making the decision. It's multifaceted. It's representative of many stakeholders in our community. And it's a team decision that goes to the governing board who reviews the entire process. So it's been very transparent. That's the way we operate. In addition to that, it's aligned to the state standards and all of our resources are posted online for public review. And of course, I operate under an open door policy. So of members course. of our community, if they have questions, I'm here to respond and to share information with anyone who seeks to ask. Exactly, and I can say this. I bet if any administrator anywhere else in the country wants to call Brett and ask how this is doing, I bet you'd take that call. Would you, Brett? Very much so. I figured you, know, you would. Thing we found out really yeah. is is through the, the both the you know the quantitative findings is that um, yeah. that discovery ed products they, they did result in more of a benefit to our teachers and students without having them in place at all. I mean, again, we had very old textbooks. We had very limited yeah. state funding at the time. It's still very limited. Um, it is improving overall but not to the degree of doing a comprehensive adoption. So having an online platform, Discovery Ed Science Textbook, yeah. was a viable, affordable, and user-friendly implementation system that we were able to do for grades K through eight. And again, we had a lot of community support through our own capital investment, but also through Freeport MacMoran, the copper mine, uh, yep, that yep. supports that initiative. So they've done a great job with our support. We also found out that, um, the pandemic had also had a huge impact. We had such a disruption, and we're still, you know, nationally and also statewide, we're dealing with teacher shortages. So that's had a huge impact. But this also having this resource made it very user friendly for new teachers to come in, where the, oh, the resources are online, you. they're easy to use. And when we had to shut down during the pandemic, it was a great resource that families and right. students could access right. remotely without having to right. carry a It's all there. Down. It's all there, ready to use. It, it, it's it's really good stuff. I meant to ask you. Uh, you're down in you're down in what I am assuming is a has a has a heavy an area that might have a heavy Latino population. Would I be correct? Correct. In our in our community, we're about um, the the minority is probably the majority by a short margin. I would say yeah. close around fifty percent Hispanic, followed by Anglo Caucasian as the second most represented in our community. But our large population of Hispanic. Uh, uh, culture, Hispanic, um, ethnicity background is represented yep. in, in our demographic. It's, it's, it's fantastic and a beautiful diversity there. I, I got, you know, the two cultures working together. I think it's great. You're close to the border. Yeah. And of course, obviously kids who cross the border are coming in, et cetera, people who grew up in, in other countries. Okay. In, in the Hispanic world, et cetera, which is wonderful. All right. And I'm curious, okay, and I don't know this, okay, did the tech book help the kids? Were, they, were you able to find the information in Spanish for those kids who need ESL and that sort of thing? Did it help in, with that? I'm curious. Yeah. It's, uh, so Discover Education, the, the science tech book platform does offer uh, resources that are in the Spanish language. They are available yeah, thank for, you. Uh, for, for use. Our primary instruction is delivered in English. 
However, we have lots of support systems to help language acquisition skills. Absolutely. To the language proficiency standards. Um, but we're here to serve all kids. And so I'm pleased with Discovery Ed's Spanish platform where we can send and provide our families with additional resources in their I primary home language. It's, yep. it's very important. But again, it's a great platform to use. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's set to support all students. And parents can access the resources as well from, yeah. uh, from their home. Great. And we're able to then send resources to students that may need that additional support in their primary home language other than English. And um, it's worked out very well for our, for our diverse population. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and it's great when you said it's important. That we're here in the we're here in the U.S. It's important the kids' primary language. I don't want to say this the right way. It's important that the kids learn English, one hundred percent. Okay, but a lot of kids, people move here. Cultures are important. Things happen. I, I think it's just wonderful that you were able to help these kids who need it. With you said it better than I did. Language acquisition. Okay, and they they weren't left behind. Okay, they That's were. Correct. You know, yeah, I think it's just and so and, important. And, and, you're right. And, and our mission is, is very straightforward. In our district, you know, we work as a team to help every single student succeed. Um, the curriculum that we're using for science, yeah. the tech book, it does meet the Every Student Suc- uh, Succeeds Act, what they call sure. the ESSA Tier Three Level of Evidence, which means that yep. it's providing a promising evidence that this curriculum is viable. It meets the diverse learning needs of all students. And again, we're all about diversity. We're all about supporting each student. And we're able to accommodate and meet those instructional needs of all students. Again, our delivery of instruction is in English. However, we are fully allowed to support students with additional resources and instructional materials in their primary home language. And we're there to help students learn language acquisition and support the proficiency standards. I, I, I think it's super. And final question, uh, high school, how's the football team doing, Brett? You know, our football teams are doing okay. We yeah, have the, uh, Red Wolves, the Walden Grove Wet, uh, Red Wolves, and then, of course, the Sarita High School Mustangs. The uh, oh. season just started, so we're underway, but we're off to a good start. And um, the weather is starting to finally cool off, so it's definitely Friday night <laughs> football. And uh, we're excited for this new season. That that is great. Do the Red Wolves play the Mustangs? You know they 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 have in the past. Um, it, it varies again on the way it's it's ranked on their um, the AIA, which is the Arizona Interscholastic Association, on how they base on the enrollment. And so there's different categories and tiers. Ah. But they have in the past, and so um, we've done some fun uh, over the years. Some the, what we call the the Sarita Bowl, and so we've had some competitions in your class. <laughs> Great. It's all in fun. Uh, we're, we are, you know, multi-school, but we are one district, and that's the way we, we drive oh, is that we're community. Nice. Nice. And by the way, although Mustangs, that's a more common name. I hate to say this, but the Red Wolves, that's really a cool name for a team. I like that. I like it. The Red Wolves. And you know what? That's that good. was driven by our community. So they identified <laughs> the, uh, the mascot and the name, and that was the name we went with, and we're very proud of all of our schools. Oh, and again, I really appreciate your, your outreach to – to Cerrito Unified School District. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, it's really good, Brett. Thank you. You have a great, great day today. The whole day is in front of you. It's only 630 out there. So I really appreciate you being here. And thanks so much. Continued good fortune with everything you're doing with your community and the kids out there. It's terrific. Thank you, Brett. You're welcome. Take care. We're here to serve. You too, my friend. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Everybody, that was Brett Bonner, who's the assistant superintendent at Sarita. I want to get this right, Sarita. That's S-A-H-U-A-R-I-T-A. Sarita, sounds like nice district. Unified School District number 30, okay, in Arizona. Again, it's, it's between Tucson and Nogales, between Tucson and the border. Pretty cool. Sounds like a pretty cool place and probably a very beautiful place. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. And if you need me, want to write me, whatever, call me, do whatever, Larry at ace-ed.org. And that's me, Larry Jacobs. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.